So I've had a lot of difficulty sleeping the last couple of nights. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, there's a full moon. And I mean, I don't think that's, you know, cosmically, you know, keeping me awake or anything. I think it's just the sheer amount of light that comes into my window at night. It's also hot. It got up to 100 degrees today and it's just been brutally hot. And even with the, the air conditioning on, there's just something about uh, this shift in temperature that maybe keeps me awake. But I don't know. I just go through these phases, um, no matter what, where I, I just can't sleep for a few days. And, um, often when that happens, I'll get up and go into an empty room in the house and just sort of lay spread Eagle on the floor and just try to, you know, work out all the muscle tension in my body. And I did that last night and it, and I have sort of a routine now where I'll get on the floor and just sort of wring, you know, wring the tension out of my body. And it just, absolutely transforms my uh state of consciousness and i start to uh i don't know just puts everything into focus all, all the conundrums and and dilemmas that i've been dealing with you know for the last several weeks just come into focus and seem to you know almost resolve themselves it's a it's really strange it's like an altered state of consciousness it's as if i'm you know, getting really high or something, or tripping almost. And so this happened last night, and the, and this is an experience that I have every, I don't know, it seems like at least a few times a year. But it always takes me back to, uh, gosh, it must be eight years now. Um, my wife and I were in Mexico. She was doing her PhD dissertation, and um, this was, you know, supposed to be this great period uh it was going to be a full year i was going to be living in mexico with her while she did her research and essentially i was just gonna you know write the great american novel and um you know i had my acoustic guitar down there i was going to write a million songs and get myself in great shape i don't know i was like 37 at the time i think and um anyway uh the first couple weeks of this trip to Mexico, it, it really was unfolding exactly that way. Um, I had, you know, been meditating every single day, reading, writing, getting in shape. Uh, I was writing all kinds of uh, songs. Some of the, you know, some of my better songs that I've ever written were during this period. And uh, one uh, another thing I was doing is I was reading Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer, uh, you might recognize Henry Miller's voice from the, the intro to this podcast. And he's just this guy that, um, I don't know, my intersection with Miller, this is a, was maybe about 1996 or so, really kicked off my entire creative life. I was uh, living in an apartment complex in Novato, California with my ex-girlfriend and um, I was in the laundry room and I, I go in there and, and there's just a bunch of books sort of on this makeshift bookshelf that different residents had left there for people to read as they were waiting for their laundry to dry. And uh, I, I grabbed a copy of Henry Miller's Tropic of Capricorn 
and I just recognized the the name of the guy because my I, my brother was really into Henry Miller, my older brother. And anyway, I just pick up this this book and start reading it. And it's just, you know, I'd never been exposed to anything like this before. It was just bizarre stream of consciousness. Um, just seemed very strange. I was used to, you know, John Grisham novels or, you know, real mainstream writing. So I just found the whole the whole thing bizarre, but I was also captivated by it. And I just sat there and, uh, you know, I ended up reading like half the book, sitting there waiting for my stuff to dry. And I just, from that day forward, you know, I read that book and then I read a bunch of other of his books. And um, for some reason, it was like Miller, I don't know, he was tapping into something that I just resonated with a lot. And that just really led to uh, a lot of my own writing and, and, and songwriting and just my creative life just sort of really kicked off from there. So I'd already, you know, when I was in Mexico, this was, you know, I don't know, almost was a nine years or so after this. Uh, so it's about 2007 at this point when I'm in Mexico and I'm, I bring Tropic of Cancer with me, which, uh, is another one of his books that I, that I really enjoyed and I was rereading it and just to, you know, put myself in the sort of creative frame of mind so that I could utilize this time off I was going to have. And, and, um, I don't know, I was about a hundred pages into the book and I came across this passage where, uh, Miller talks about how, you know, man, mankind in general is always sort of waiting for some miracle to, to happen to change his life and this immediately struck me because this is a, a you know about the same time I had written a song called waiting for the miracle and I'll, I'll probably uh, tack that on the end of this podcast so you can hear it and this idea of waiting for the miracle just uh, was really seized me as a kind of an album title a book title uh, just a concept that was um, you know setting the stage for my creative projects at that time and of course you know this meant a lot you know different things to me I don't know why I was particularly captured by this this idea but I really think a lot of my life then and even now to a large extent is just uh I don't know it was I had this sort of archetype in my mind that something was going to come along that was going to pull me out of my usual patterns and my my sort of normal ordinary life and was going to usher in this period of like just extraordinary living in this um you know something from outside of myself was going to just inspire me or or pull me into uh a place where i was realizing my full potential and for the longest time, I guess it was um, the idea of meeting someone, falling in love with someone. I was going to cross paths with a woman that I, that would just somehow, you know, magically turn me into my best self. Or I was going to, you know, I'll run into a, a friend or something that, and a lot of these things actually happen in my life. Uh, you know, run into a friend that uh, was in a band or something like that, and then uh, 
you know, my life would sort of take off from there. But it was always the sense of if something from outside of me was going to come along and, and collide like an asteroid, you know, collides with a planet and just set me into a new orbit. So I'm reading this, um, this passage in Miller's book and I'm just thinking, oh my God, I must have stolen this idea of, of wait, waiting for the miracle from him. You know, I'd already read the, I'd read the book before I'd come up with the song and, and, uh, I just, I didn't consciously think I was stealing this idea, but, but who knows? And then, uh, you know, upon further reflection, I realized that there was other references to, uh, waiting for the miracle that I had also been exposed to. There's a neutral milk hotel song, um, two headed boy part two, where Jeff Mangum, the singer talks about wait, waiting for the miracle. And of course I had, you know, long before been exposed to that lyric, but, uh, not, you know, again, not consciously sort of ripped anybody off, but, um, anyway, so I've got, I've got a Tropic of Cancer by my bedside now. And, uh, I was thinking about this last night as I was, you know, laying on the floor, trying to get the tension out, remembering, you know, back all these years ago in Mexico when, um, you know, when I had this, this amazing period of my life where things were opening up for me and I was reading the same book. And so then today I just, I flipped to this, um, section in Tropic of Cancer where, where Miller talks about waiting for the miracle. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read it here, but to set it up, uh, so Tropic of Cancer, is, it's an amazing novel, but Miller is basically an, an expat living in Paris. In this section of the book, he happens to be hanging out with this um, young Hindu guy uh, who turn, it just so happens he's a disciple of Gandhi. And Miller, you know, meets this guy and somehow or another they end up going to this French whorehouse and they're, you know, just going in there to to hang out with some of the girls and um, this Hindu guy asks Miller, he says, you know, before we get started, I, I got to use the, the, the toilet. And, uh, and Miller just points him over to where the bidet is, thinking that the guy just has to take a leak. And the guy goes over to the bidet or whatever, and, and Miller goes into another room. And, and I guess they, so they both, uh, you know, see one of the prostitutes and, and sort of midway through Miller hears screaming coming from the other room. And, um, apparently one of the girls discovers that this Hindu guy had taken a dump in the bidet, not knowing what a bidet was sort of an innocent thing, but, um, and so that's the setup to this waiting for the miracle passage that, uh, you know, maybe subconsciously directed some of my creative process, but but anyway, here it goes. So this is like page 96 of uh, Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer. For some reason or other, man looks for the miracle, and to accomplish it he will wade through blood. He will debauch himself with ideas. He will reduce himself to a shadow if for only one second of his life he can close his eyes to the hideousness of reality. Everything is endured. Disgrace, humiliation, poverty, war, crime, ennui in the belief that overnight something will occur, a miracle which will render life tolerable. And all the while a meter is running inside and there is no hand that can reach in there and shut it off. All the while someone is eating the bread of life and drinking the wine, 
some dirty fat cockroach of a priest who hides away in the cellar, guzzling it, while up above in the light of the street a phantom host touches the lips and the blood is pale as water. And out of the endless torment and misery no miracle comes forth, no microscopic vestige even of relief, only ideas, pale, attenuated ideas which have to be fattened by slaughter, ideas which come forth like bile, like the guts of a pig when the carcass is ripped open. And so I think what a miracle it would be if this miracle which man attends eternally should turn out to be nothing more than these two enormous turds which the faithful disciple dropped in the bidet. What if at the last moment, when the banquet table is set and the symbols clash, there should appear suddenly and wholly without warning a silver platter on which even the blind could see that there is nothing more and nothing less than two enormous lumps of shit? That, I believe, would be more miraculous than anything which man has looked forward to. It would be miraculous because it would be undreamed of. It would be more miraculous than even the wildest dream, because anybody could imagine the possibility, but nobody ever has, and probably nobody ever again will. So anyway, that so this uh, this idea of waiting for the miracle that that maybe I lifted from Miller, or uh, maybe I lifted from um, this neutral Mel Cotel song. I'm not really sure. Actually, uh, I'll just. I, I recorded a cover version of this song, and uh, I'll just play the wait, waiting for the miracle part so you could hear this concept in, in this sec other context. So here's here's me uh, playing a bit of the Neutral Milk Hotel song, Two-Headed Boy, Part 2. So I also um, I also have a blog post uh, from a while ago that talks about this uh, this waiting for the miracle thing, and I'll I'll put a link on the uh, on the head the gong blog so you can check that out. And um, I guess that, that I'm gonna I'll call it for today. Uh, and with that, I'll I'll play you. Um, the song that I, I referenced earlier called Waiting for the Miracle. I guess I, I probably recorded this, you know, eight, nine years ago. It's still one of my favorite uh, recordings that I've ever done. It was one of my first efforts to do sort of a full band version of something where I, you know, I recorded vocals, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, bass. I used a, a drum machine to do the drums and I had all, you know, sort of strange, you know, found audio. I had uh, some stuff that I took from a Wilhelm Reich documentary. Um, why I use this uh, for the song, again, it's sort of a, a subconscious thing. I'm not really sure, but I was really into Wilhelm Reich 
at the time when I wrote the song and, and something about his his theories and all that was all, you know, in my in my brain when I and and possibly, you know, the Henry Miller stuff and the Neutral Milk Hotel stuff. So anyway, it's it's got some some strange uh audio sort of weaved into the song, but it was actually one of the more rockin' uh songs I probably to have recorded to date. So uh here's here's waiting for the miracle and uh I'll check in with you again next week. Bye. Close your eyes now. Relax and I might let you. You can put your thumb back in your mouth. Once your head is in the room, it might ease your pain. Release the chemicals in your brain Make you feel like you're home again You can tell the truth the rain.